0: First news with Keeler in the morning on WIBX and WIBX950.com. I think we were all shocked when we saw the verdict came back yesterday afternoon and guilty on all three account, uh, All three counts. Um, Scott McNamara is on the line right now. Good morning. Good morning, Bill. So what did you think yesterday? Were you surprised when, uh, when that came back so quickly?
1: I, I was very surprised that it came back so quickly. I was surprised that... Um, the jury never asked the judge to clarify anything. To normally in a trial, almost every single trial, the jury will send a note out and ask the judge to read back something, yeah. to read back testimony. But it, almost always, they ask them the judge to re-explain the law to them. So I was kind of surprised um, that that didn't happen. Um, I'm I was a little bit surprised that um, it didn't. You know, they didn't get hung up on certain things. Yeah, yeah.
0: I I I I so yesterday I think you had said that uh, you you would not be surprised even with a hung jury, um, right? So that meant this morning I, I have some people piping in saying, "Well, uh, that you disagree with guilty on all three three counts." But uh, no, I, I, I'm not yeah, sure that's, that's what <laughs> what you said, though. Maybe that maybe is not what right. I said. What I was telling first of all.
1: I think you and I both mentioned the fact that I didn't watch any of the trial. right? So I don't know what the evidence was. I only know what I saw on the news. So I was not predicting a verdict. I was just saying that from what I saw, which is a clip of the police officer kneeling on the person's neck and using my common sense in our state, and that is I don't believe that you would be able to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that he intended to kill him. In New York State, murder—see, the difference is in different states, things are defined differently. So in New York State, a murder is the intentional taking of somebody's life. A murder in the first degree is the intentional taking of someone's life and having one of 13 aggravating factors. Um, In New York State, our murder in the second degree does have two subdivisions— that don't require intent is what's called depraved indifference murder. In our state, the courts have basically held that you can't have a depraved indifference murder only in very limited circumstances where you have one one intended victim. So in our state, the courts have basically said, you know, the Oklahoma City bombing or driving your car into a crowded a, cr- a crowd or shooting into a crowd with mm-hmm. no intent to sh- kill one person, but with a total disregard of where that bullet's going to hit. Yeah. But they've said that in our, in our state, one victim like George Floyd would not be a depraved indifference murder, most likely. Yeah. It, it, you're definitely yeah. going to have a legal battle. I, the other one is yeah. felony murder, mm-hmm. which is during the course of committing a felony, you kill the person and it has to be one of the enumerated felonies. Um, in our state, kneeling on somebody's neck like that would clearly be an assault, but there would be to make it into a felony you 'd have to say he intended to cause his death or he was serious um physical injury yeah, yeah. i don't know you could do that, and their state law is different
0: It um, is different when the when the when the judge read what each of the charges meant um mm-hmm. and I think the prosecution did the same thing. Um, it was very interesting yesterday because I felt like they were describing a different, definitely describing a different charge than our, our murder charges that we have Absolutely. discussed on the air. So it, it almost seemed like it was closer to, to manslaughter, but being called a, a murder charge because none of those charges required intent. Um, and none of
1: them required intent. Nope. and You know, and and I've I've said that many times when I've given speeches that people have to keep in mind that what New York State laws are and what other state laws are are different. It always comes to a head when there's a homicide, a high profile homicide, and people get local people get very upset that we don't charge murder in the first degree. And I try to explain to them it doesn't fit, right? But they see it on TV or like. This um, case is a perfect example. I think one of them is called murder in the third degree. We don't have yes. murder in the right. third
0: degree. Right. Yeah. So, um, uh, it was so
1: very, I, also... I was not predicting a verdict. What I was saying is in our state, it looks like a manslaughter. Um, in our state, manslaughter is different too. We have two different types of manslaughter. We mm-hmm. have manslaughter in the first degree, which is with the intent to cause serious physical injury, you cause death. The fact that we watched there, and I don't know, maybe they had more evidence, but. You would have to prove that his intent was to cause serious physical injury. Serious physical injury in our state is death, um, protracted protracted mm-hmm. disfigurement, or protracted loss of a of an organ. Right. I don't think you I could
0: agree. prove that. <clears throat> I don't think, I that <throat> think that could be proven so based, on, that's based what on. I wasn't it, saying what the verdict was going to be. know
1: I. I Anybody that knows me, I can't predict the verdicts in our own county.
0: And that and that nine minutes, uh, I, I that nine and a half minutes of video was just, you know, one of the most... It, it was clearly, the most compelling piece of evidence that the prosecution had. As Janine Pirro said on Fox News last night, um, that we've never seen evidence like this before. We just witnessed a person alive and having his life taken away... And we watched the whole thing happen. It became evidence in a trial.
1: It, it, absolutely, I saw her give that interview, and um, it's true. I wouldn't agree with her. We've never seen evidence like that before. Right. We do. We do a lot now because of body worn cameras. We mm-hmm. do see evidence that we never saw before, and um, and I, I got to say, the fact that police officers wear body worn cameras now really is changing the way we prosecute cases, but it's also changing the behavior on the streets of the police officers. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a tough job though. I'm not going to go, you know, I, I don't agree with what Chauvin did. I, I, there's no reason. First of all, I mean, it was way too long. Right, right. I mean, let's just be, I mean, if it was a couple seconds, but I will say this much because of the Chauvin case, we've had incidents locally where a police officer will do something and the other police officers around that police officer say, knock it off. You don't do that. Yeah, interesting. They don't go anywhere. They stay right away from the neck. Yep. They stay away from chokeholds. They stay." So, um, in a way, um, you know, I mean, there's never any good when it comes out of somebody yep. dying. Yep. There's no but when you look at what it's done, it's really put a lot of people on notice. And I, I including myself, I didn't know that you could die from put, pinning somebody's neck to the ground. Right. And, I, and I think um, maybe police knew that from their training. I don't know. I've never had police training, but I will say this much. Take, everybody knows now, yeah, yeah, stay away yeah. from the neck. Be, you got to be careful that the person um, isn't put in a situation where they can't breathe. And um, and I know the training has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I mean, the things that scare me is like, well, you know, like for instance, there's a lot of talk now is like, well, let's stop enforcing traffic infractions. Let's stop, um, you know, take guns away from police. Um, you know, unfortunately, the police job itself is a very dangerous job. They don't wear guns. I don't. I don't believe they wear guns because. They want to have to use them. They wear guns because they need them to protect themselves in a dangerous situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and I just, you know, I, I I think, you know, and like I will listen to the, the debate about traffic tickets. Well, let me tell you something. There's nobody that would benefit more by the police not writing traffic tickets out than me. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of work. I mean, especially I right four, now. <laughs> four people, that's yep. all they do all day, yep. and myself spend a lot of time on it. But, but then you look at like for my for example, for myself, why why do I care about traffic tickets? I, I care about traffic tickets because you're trying to keep this, the road safe. it's not about raising revenue right right you know you hear all this nonsense it's about keeping it's about keeping you, your children, and like myself, my grandchildren, everybody that uses the roads, you don't want people running stop signs or running red lights because they don't feel like stopping. Because it causes accidents, and right, right. I mean, there's um, there's almost an accident a day in New Hartford. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I mean, now that you know we're doing it as one unit, you get to see all these accidents. There are a lot of traffic accidents. Yeah. We're fortunate because cars are built better, so you can survive accidents. But you know, it's it, you know, I think things change, and I think yeah. things need to change. We don't throw the baby out with the bath.
0: No doubt. I mean, this, the, the defunding, uh, this defund, and I get it, to, to put funding into mental health is important, but to yeah. th- to think that we're going to have a police-free society um, is just a ridiculous thought, and the other part of this is that this one, this deed by this one officer, and the fact that the other two didn't step in is is pretty alarming as well, but that this it, one is... It is. is. This... But,
1: but the reality of policing is when you have a veteran, yep. Um, yep. the police, they're, they're, t- they're military type of, uh, it's a military organization, yep. you know, they paramilitary organization. You don't challenge authority in that type of situation. You don't change, you don't challenge um, superiors or senior people. Maybe that'll change because yep. of this, but the reality well... is I've watched – you get a rookie, he's not going to tell the guy that's been there 20 years, and he, oh, and, you can't do that. And I mean, he they, was not be laughed out of the police department.
0: Well, imagine how this scenario would go. He was a, a, a rookie. He was – I believe that was his first week on the job. Can you imagine if he'd have stopped Chauvin? George right. Floyd lives – now you never know you never even think that George Floyd could have even died. Now this right. guy gets fired because he's interfered in a and, and put everyone in danger. This guy'd have been fired. he would have he would have lost his job and, and maybe George Floyd would have lived, but we never would have known the story of what could have happened.
1: right and you know people get all crazy when when they hear us people say things like that. oh that's but here's the reality. If you had an intern come to work um, with you today, and in the middle of your show came in and say, oh, Bill, you're doing that all wrong. I learned in <laughs> class this. You would be looking at this person going,
0: stay in your lane. Stay I've seen lane. something
1: similar like that. Uh, I
0: can't, has someone told you about the incident in here? <laughs> <laughs> we really <laughs> talking about that conference room meeting? <laughs> uh, we don't want to get into that. Uh, let's just say it ended very abruptly. Uh, it just came to a real close. Oh, for one party. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, and then finally, I just want to say um, there was a little bit of, a surmi- I, I realize you didn't see the evidence and you didn't watch the trial, and, and I didn't really either. I mean, I watched uh, certainly more than you watched, but um, it, my, my schedule allows for that, but I think that based on what they were going after in terms of these three charges, that you have 12 jurors, I think that we were, I was anyway, thinking there's going to be at least one juror there that's going to... One holdout. That's going to be the holdout. There's no way this thing's going to be done quickly. That's how I felt. Uh, That's
1: kind of how I felt, just only because of my experience. When you
0: pick a jury
1: and... You know, and unlike some of the people that, uh, if you've never done it, you don't understand it. But I, I've picked a lot of juries myself. I've, my office has picked a lot of juries. No matter how hard you try, there's always one person that either doesn't like the, you know, the yeah. police or yeah. doesn't like the prosecution. In this case, it's it's very unique because the the people that don't like the police. In, in a way, are the ones that you want as jurors? Right, right. Generally, generally, we don't want those people. We don't want the the people that hate the prosecution. And so, it's a you. Maybe that's why yeah. it was so quick. And you know, and and I failed to take that into consideration. But you always have one person that. He doesn't see it um, the same way you do, yeah, and yeah. you know, and, and that's the person that you have to conv- convince. Even when the evidence is overwhelming, and um, you know, and clearly the, in this case, we're having a videotape of yeah, it happening, yeah. there's no question of what happened. It's just what's he responsible for. So then it becomes more of a, a legal thing, and and I'm sure they all appeal it, and yeah, um, yeah. you know, and that's gonna, you know, I, I heard on the thing. Well, there's no appeal, you know. I don't know what goes on in Minnesota Mm -hmm. and New York. You get an appeal as of right. You don't even have to convince anybody. You can just appeal it. So you can appeal the length of the sentence. You can appeal. You know, you could appeal the issue where there. You know, what the. You know that there was outside influence by what the Maxine Waters um, or whatever. Yeah, Maxine Waters said you could. um, You could make the argument, and I. If I was on the defense, I would make the argument. What I was talking about before, that it, the depraved indifference doesn't fit. They're going to make those arguments. I don't know how successful they'll be. Once yep. again, I can't answer that, and I hope the listeners understand. I have no knowledge whatsoever how liberal or conservative this, the highest court in Minnesota is mm-hmm. or the intermediate. Like, I could, you know, I can guess based on our, my practice here in New York, our, you know, how our courts see things because we study the law and we yeah, study yeah. the decisions but i I've never even read a Minnesota case since I've been in law school, so you know I have no idea um, about the likelihood of success or I don't even know like if they've went down the same road our right. state has with the depraved indifference maybe yeah. maybe in their state that's clearly okay mm-hmm. um, in our state, it's not you know so um, but I will say I mean he's clearly guilty of taking his life and it's just a question of what. You know what is his culpability or what's his accountability, and it depends on a lot with the state law. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: uh, well, it's been uh, certainly very. Every time there's one of these cases, I think we as a society learn an awful lot about um, about the law, and and you know, I, I think there've been a lot of lessons that have come out of this uh, policing, and and um, we all are probably a little better off uh, with the knowledge that we with the knowledge that we come out of this thing, I guess. Sadly, yeah, but that's the case definitely. all right Scott fascinating stuff we appreciate your time thank you so much thanks for having me on have a great day Scott uh, McNamara the uh, Oneida County District attorney after the show. but it was uh it was shocking though to see at the after the the, the jury after the the jury was questioned each member was individually questioned the uh, the prosecution asked for the bail to be revoked the judge granted that, and a and a sheriff deputy walked up and put him in handcuffs, and he was taken off. Yeah. And if you noticed, he'd written on his hand. Shelvin had written on his hand the telephone number of his attorney, uh, fearing that by the time he was put into the orange gear or whatever, whatever they use for their jails, that uh, that that piece of paper could have been taken from him. Yeah. So he wrote it on his hand so he'd have his attorney's number. That was a pretty dramatic moment, got to say.